Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different grape varieties, the different styles of wine, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we continue our focus on sparkling wine, and we move on to Italy, a country which has a long history of producing sparkling wine, as well as some newer regions as well, such as Francia Corta. The last 20 years have seen a huge increase in sparkling wine production across Italy. In 1997, there were 120 million bottles of sparkling wine produced. Now, 20 years later, there are 300 million bottles, so the production has increased by two and a half times. A lot of that is due to Prosecco, which we're going to look at in uh, this episode, as well as Asti, another extremely popular and successful style of Italian sparkling wine. So Prosecco? is the name of a region in northeast Italy. It covers the whole of Friuli Venezia Giulia and the mo- most of the Veneto, and Veneto is where it's historically been associated with. But the name Prosecco is not without controversy. It was the name of the grape until the popularity of the wine forced the Italians to change the name of the, the grape and the rules covering the production of Prosecco. And this happened in 2009. The 2000s saw a huge increase in the popularity of Prosecco across Italy and across the world. But because Prosecco is the name of the grape, the style of the wine could not be protected. Anyone across the world could make Prosecco from Prosecco and call it Prosecco. So the Italians came up with an ingenious and cunning ruse, which some might call cynical. They looked at the map and found a small village called Prosecco. And around that village, they drew a huge circle covering the whole of Friuli Venezia Giulia and most of Veneto and said, this is the region Prosecco named after this village. And then they changed the name of the grape variety from Prosecco to Glera, because Glera is an an alternative, a local alternative to Prosecco, named for the same grape. And so Prosecco became a DOC made from Glera. And this is controversial because, particularly in Australia, where they've been making Prosecco for quite some time, they said, hey, we've always called it Prosecco too, the name of the grape is Prosecco, so you cannot protect that name. But the Italian regulations are enforced by the EU, and so Australian wine called Prosecco cannot be imported into the EU. But if you go to Australia, you will find quite a lot of wine made called Prosecco, and some of it can be quite good. So it'll be interesting to see if the Australians come up with a different name for the wine and continue to to make it. Maybe they could call it Glera. It could be a cheeky way of doing that. So Glera, the grape variety, historically lots of clones and variants, lots of different grape varieties called Prosecco or Glera, some of them closely related, some of them not. But now they've honed it down to two clones, Glera Tondo and Glera Lungo. Glera Tondo has round berries, Glera Lungo has oblong oval berries. And Glera Tondo is the one that's most likely to be planted, but in the midst of that there might be some Glera Lungo as well. So they're very uh, closely related, just different shaped berries. The wine has to be 85% Galera, and then 15% is allowed of Pinot Noir, Pinot Blanc, or Pinot Bianco, Chardonnay, and then two local grape varieties called Bianchetta, Travigiana, and Verdizzo. Uh, these um, aren't really used very much, and Chardonnay can be a little overpowering. It's likely that the wine is going to be 100% Galera, and this is an aromatic grape variety with floral aromas, pears, and peaches. And the wines are very different from those of Champagne, for instance. Um, The production method is different, made using the tank method. So the tank method is simply having a base wine, putting it into a large tank, covering that tank after the base wine has had sugar and yeast added to it. The second fermentation starts, 
carbon dioxide is produced but that um, is trapped by the tank and so you have bubbles and then the yeast is filtered out and the wine is bottled so there's much less contact with the lees or the dead yeast cells so the wines do not have that same lees yeasty biscuity toasty aromas that champagne or a wine made using the traditional method has in many ways this is a positive because the wines are easier drinking they're not quite as complex and difficult as traditional method wines will be but they never have that same complexity so it really depends what the consumer is looking for a lot of Prosecco is produced on uh, flat vineyards around the regions and these will be the simple, neutral, clean, easy, high volume wines and this is the Prosecco DOC with yields limited to 18 tonnes per hectare the much higher quality wines are produced on the high hillside vineyards with a full southern exposure these are much more refined and fragrant and a little more complex as well and the two villages, or two towns I should say um, that the best wines are produced from are Conigliano and Valdobbiadini, and these are a DOC, uh, quite, a, quite a mouthful. And there are 15 villages between the two towns which um, produce wine, and these have historically been associated with quality wine, particularly made from the Glera slash Prosecco grape. Wines made around the town of Conigliano are fruity and tropical and maybe a little bitter, whereas the wines made around Valdobbiadini are floral and delicate and the wines can make be a blend of those two. And there are 43 rive, which are slopes, which can be, go up to 500 metres. So you've got the much more diurnal range here, hot days but cooler nights, and that preserves the perfect balance between acidity and sugar. The grapes ripening during the day, but preserving their acidity during the night. And these are south-facing slopes, and their soils are well-drained, which leads to lower yields. Galera can be quite a, a vigorous grape. And um, the yields here are lower than the general Prosecco DOC, 13.5 tonnes per hectare, and the minimum alcohol will be 9.5%. You may see on the label the term Rive, referring to the slope, plus the name of a village. And this will be an approved village from the DOCG, and the yields will be quite strict here. And then there is one particular hill within uh, the DOCG, Superiore di Cardise just 106 hectares of plantings, very strict yields, and it will not have Prosecco on the label. They feel that Prosecco uh, kind of lowers the reputation of that wine, because Superior de Cartese will be um, extremely high quality. From old glare vines on a steep hill, it's fuller bodied, it will always have some res residual sugar, but it'll only taste off dry because the acidity is so high. Creamy, elegant wines, much more sophisticated and concentrated than Prosecco in general. And this is an issue that's Prosecco faces, people assume that it's always going to be easy drinking and quite neutral and not very complex, but there are high quality wines made in the region um, that are similar in style to Prosecco, but much more interesting. 90% of Prosecco is spumante, so, so spumante means fully sparkling, if you see that in the Italian label that's what it means, Frizzante means less sparkling, so there are fewer bubbles. And within Prosecco, there are nearly 6 million cases, or 70 million bottles produced, and that is, uh, of that, 60% are exported. And price is um, both a plus and a minus for Prosecco. The low prices of Prosecco really encourage people to buy it, that's why production has gone up and up, but it does discourage them from, from spending anything more on Prosecco. They just categorise it in that small price range, low price range. So that's Prosecco. Moving to northwest Italy and Piemonte, we have Asti. And Asti is a DOCG. And Asti is always going to be sweet, up to 100 grams per litre of residual sugar, and it's always spumante. It used to have spumante on the label, now they don't bother because they don't really think it's necessary. Asti is located in the, the heart of Piemonte, near Barolo and Barbaresco, the great wine regions. 
climate here is continental with hot summers and cold winters. And Asti, within Asti there are 53 villages or communes with 9,700 hectares plantings. And the success of Asti, or the worldwide success of Asti, began in the 1970s and the volume has, continues to be large. There are 85 million bottles or 7 million cases of Asti produced each year, 85% of which is exported. And when we think of the success of Prosecco, nevertheless there is still more Asti made than there is uh, Prosecco. The grape variety is Moscato Bianco, which in France is called Muscat Blanc à Petit Grand, and this is the highest quality Muscat of the Muscat family. It has small berries, thin skins, really pungent floral aromas, and this is one grape that actually tastes of grapes, and some spices as well. There are uh, disadvantages to Moscato Bianco. It's difficult to grow. It's a late ripener, which can be an issue in Asti's uh, cooler autumns as the temperatures begin to cool, and it's also susceptible to diseases, especially mildew and pests. So growers don't necessarily like working with mus Moscato, Moscato Bianco, but nevertheless all of Asti is Moscato Bianco. And these uh, vines are planted on slopes, they have to be between 30 and 50 percent gradients, so quite steep. And this is to slow down the ripening, to preserve the acidity and also to preserve the aromas of the Moscato grape. And the yields are just 10 tons per hectare, so much lower than Prosecco. The soils are limestone, clay and chalk, and these hold water and that keeps the roots cool in those hot summers. And those slopes are also between 200 and 500 meters. Below 200 meters the quality of the wine is inferior, above 500 meters it's too cold to get the grapes ripe. And these grapes must be picked when they have a minimum potential alcohol of 9%. However, Asti itself, the wine, will have an alcohol of between 7 and 9.5%, so quite low, and that's partly why the wines are sweet. The wines are made using the Asti method, and this is a variant of the tank method. And here the grapes are pressed as normal, but the must is cooled down to stop the fermentation be beginning, and this must is stored in cool tanks. When a producer wants the fermentation to begin, the must is warmed up, dirt and yeast are added to the must, and then the tank is covered, and the fermentation begins, and of course the carbon dioxide is trapped, so you have bubbles. But instead of allowing the wine to go all the way to dryness, the fermentation is stopped at around 7 to 9.5% alcohol, depending on what the producer wants. And that means the wine is sweet, and also the wine will not be as bubbly as um, Prosecco, for instance. But nevertheless, the wine is sparkling, with at least a pressure of 4 bars. Then the yeast is filtered out to stop the uh, wine re-fermenting, and um, then the wine is bottled. And with this Asti method, there's a constant production all year round, and there's a backstock of must to make Asti from. In effect, the wine can be made on demand. The wine will be creamy, it'll be sweet, rich and grapey, but that rich sweetness will be balanced by high acidity. And that means that Asti is a refreshing wine, it's not a cloyingly sweet wine. There's a nice balance between the sweetness and the acidity. Also made in Asti is Moscato d'Asti, and this is made in the same way as Asti, but the fermentation is stopped sooner, so the alcohol is only 5%, and there are fewer bubbles, the maximum pressure is 2 bars, so the bubbles will be very light, and it's a little bit sweeter than Asti because the fermentation is stopped earlier. Moscato d'Asti is a very high quality wine, very refreshing and very drinkable, and there's no guilt attached in drinking a bottle of Moscato d'Asti because it's only 5%, and it's great with strawberries too. So those are two regions of Italy, Prosecco and Asti. Very high volume, quality does vary, but there's some good stuff out there, and usually inexpensive and quite easy drinking. In the next episode, we'll look at two other styles of sparkling wine made in Italy, Franciacorta and the unusual Lambrusco.
So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.